What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 316 of the Rideshare Rodeo. Um, I cannot believe it has taken me 316 episodes to get Vinny on here. <laughs> Jesus, 316 <laughs> episodes? Never missed a Tuesday drop. My God, brother, congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Holy um, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so Vinny, Vinny Coos, welcome. Mm. Um, Vinny, Vinny is also known, you guys, even in the audio, a lot of you guys on audio podcasts might even know, because you might, I like me, might have run across it, Rideshare Garage. Um, he's still on YouTube, too. You can find him at Vinny Coos and in the show, show notes of anything you're watching or listening on. But Vinny, yeah, I can't believe it's taken this long, but here we are sitting down together. It's awesome to have you. Brother, I... I, I appreciate the invite, like, uh, and I know you've been kind of like beating me over the head and, you know, I suck. I suck, bro. What can I tell you? I suck. You no, you know, we're just I, I all suck, busy, man. Know? We're just all busy. That's why, that's why I do get, that's why I do push. I don't push. I nudge once in a while. Just because when oh, I know that push. time's right, when that time's right, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every, every, everything in due time, right. And his time, not our time. So yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you guys. I, I really yeah. do. I watch your program all the time. I listen yeah. to the podcast sometimes in the car and um, like you, dude, you really, you got your finger on the pulse, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, and it, I think it helps that I keep having people back on that they're, they lead me to other people that want to get on because those people are already wanting to talk to the people I've had on. So I've really networked myself out um, in a way where it's, it, I think that I'm in so many different realms too. Like sometimes people get confused. I, I had somebody the other day even ask me like, man, I feel like your channel just switched gears to politics. I said, well, politics are invading our space right now. And that's the story. 100%. So that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I said, because if you're worried about, if you're worried about the base pay right now, that's not the concern. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's it's always there's always going to be a hundred concerns, but the big priority one is going to obviously be what's going on. And so my channel didn't change, but just my channel isn't how to put a bag at a door or how to do this. I think a lot of people get that, in that part kind of that kind of, uh, and it's not nothing wrong with it, but they get in a mode where this channel's this. This ch my channel's hard to say what it is. No, I th I think your channel is I, I call it the nuts and bolts like the true nuts and bolts of, of the gig economy. Um, you're right. You know, drivers tend to want to look for that magic bullet. How can I make the quickest money in the least amount of time, right? The, the magic bullet. Uh, but with your, your, your show and, and the things that you do, like you really do, you break it down, you get under the rock. You're mm -hmm. not just standing on the rock, beating your chest. You're under the rock. And it's those, it's that dirt you find underneath. That's going to shape, how this thing moves forward in the future. So no, man, kudos, bro. Yeah, no, thank you. And I, you know, I mean, I know sometimes it takes people to come around because I know some people first find the channel and they're like, wait, I think he's negative about stuff. 
I'm not negative. I'm just a realist people. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> If you don't know me well, like that, I'm just a realist and I'm giving you my opinions just like anybody else's anything, anything more than that. I'll, if I say it's fact, all I'm doing is reading the fact that somebody else presented, which still just makes it an opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whenever mm-hmm. we're talking about that, I'm giving you the most factual stuff. I'm quoting things from certain sources and we can put some pieces together, but it's always opinion. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's what, what fascinates me is when, um, because it is becoming now it's becoming political, even way back with AB five and all of that in California. And, uh, you know, it was political, but it, now, as you know, last week, right. Yeah. Do DOL is now like, Oh no, wait a minute. There's a tax base here. We're missing. And, uh, so, yeah. so now they, well, and, I mean, that's, I, I, I always say this, people should not be surprised. Joe. I mean, it's, it's nothing. Look, I'm not in favor of Joe Biden. I'm not being a jerk about it either. I'm not a big fan, but his whole career of 60 plus years has been pushing unions. So you shouldn't, nobody should be shocked <laughs> that that's what he's yeah. trying to do here at the end is really yeah, make no. his mark. I, I, you know, and I, I'll go one further with you. I, I, I don't even think it's so much puppet Biden. Um, and, and when the, when your department of labor, Mm-hmm. Um, Secretary of Department of Labor, who was the head of the AFL CIO for many, many years. And decides yeah, and was the and was involved with the, all the California exactly of 42 billion. When when he decides to bail on you when everything's supposed to be going good, there's a problem there. Well, Marty Walsh took a better job. <laughs> I would have gone to the NHL I, players union too, what, man. <laughs> I, I games, mean, I get that. Free, free I, I get that. But <laughs> I, I get that. But for somebody who spent an entire career, labor, labor, labor union, labor union, and now with the most, I guess, liberal or progressive or union administration we've probably ever seen, mm-hmm. you know, um, at least that's been exposed to us. Then, and you just okay, yeah, I'm gonna go be a hockey guy now. I don't well, know. Some, something's off there. Something's I off. Mean, there. The, the other, know. the other thing too is that. I can't remember what it was. It was close. It was like just shy of 400% what he was being paid by the NHL. Oh yeah. No, no, I mean, you know, money's money. I, so can't I think he's getting older. He's like, dude, this thing's going to blow up on people's faces. But the problem, the that biggest part. problem to me was, you know, we have things in, in place, but we oftentimes we see this once in a while. We, we don't need to use, we don't need to go and figure out why this doesn't work because it, it, Things have never, like, maybe it's never happened in so long. Like, and that's what happened when Marty Walsh left. His, the temporary, the acting Department of Labor became Julie Sue, who was the, was the 40, was, she was the one who lost $42 billion during the, during the pandemic from the EDD in California and actually never got that money retrieved for the right people. That was all like cartel money and stuff. She was the biggest loser of all of that. Now she was putting into to the acting position in March when he left, and that gives her 220 days that start that day that she becomes acting where Biden can get her confirmed. During that 220 days, he could not get the, the votes confirmed. So I had to go and look, and any, any administration that holds the White House and the Senate 
I had to go back to 1856 to find the last time Oof. they couldn't get somebody confirmed. Oof. Oof. So what does that I mean, it you? just it, it, to me that just was like people are going, well, wait, I don't know if this is right or not. That's probably because nobody's had to challenge this law in almost 200 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because mm -hmm. We're blowing the dust off. Like, wait, what's this acting yeah. secretary rule? Because well, I mean, and and not just in in labor sense, but just as in the general political spectrum, like what happened in Colorado with the Supreme Court, and mm -hmm. or with the with the ballot ruling, right? And whether you're for it or against, it's irrelevant. We're talking constitutional, uh, or I guess constitutional interpretation here. Mm -hmm. And they had to oh, go yeah, back to eighteen. They had to go back to the Civil War. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I also, I'm, it's just you know, like here she is. She has the two hundred and twenty days, though. And that's just to mark how far you had to go back to see when somebody else that didn't happen to. When that didn't happen before, that person was then released because you're not supposed to still sit in that position. But that ended in September of 2023. Julie Sue was there on January 6th still, the day that the 118th Congress started its second session just a week ago or whatever. And she's now acting sec Secretary of Labor again. So he's given her like a second term of you're not, nobody will, nobody will push you through. And it's, a, it, that's another constitutional challenge. That's the big one that like Kevin Kiley's taken up. We're going to where he's going, dude, you can't just put this person in because you can't find the votes. Just say, well, then we're going to let her decide. It's amazing how. They, they they call it distraction politics, distraction propaganda, or whatever. I'm not, I'm not trying to get down the, the whole Jones rabbit hole here, but it's amazing the stuff they put in front of us to distract us mm -hmm. from the serious issues that need to be taken care of and dealt with, you know. And and yet, and yet, here we are, right? Yeah. Here, here we are. We woke up yeah. this morning. We still got to pay the same bills, even if they are 20, 30, 40% higher than what they were year over year or two years ago. And, and, and we still got to do what we got to do. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about Prop 22, and I actually had a note, note on here because I had, you know, Prop 22. I've talked to Sergio many occasions about these two. Great guy, man. Great guy. Absolutely. Both of us agree Prop 22, complete fail. I know that some people listening mm -hmm. see it as, well, I'm a delivery driver out there, and it's not. First of all, you're going to be under this challenge of this federal rule because it trumps not no no use of that word there other than like mm -hmm. in ter card terms, people. <laughs> I'm not yeah. Like... yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna get. In other words, you're gonna get over the get over the head with it. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so it can come in and say, and like I saw Lorena Gonzalez, like just going nuts about this because she's a union shill now, and so she's like, "This is great. Finally, Prop 22 will be ended, and you'll all be subject to AB5." <clears throat> That's actually pretty right, you know. So. We always thought, forget about what's going on right now. Sergio and I, when we would talk about Prop 22, complete fail. Even with what it did for delivery drivers. Because we both kind of saw, dude, this wasn't, they didn't know delivery was going to pop and we'd be in a pandemic in March in that right. January when it went into effect. It was, in, it was meant for rideshare drivers. And you and I both know that in California, especially, if you're doing rideshare on an active hour, you're at least making 120% of minimum wage. I, I would agree. 
I would so, agree. I mean, because California minimum wage does vary. It's $16 some places, and the highest it is is nineteen eighty six in in mm-hmm. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I would say mm-hmm. that, look, so like, let's call it 20. Can you make 24 or can you make $24 on an active hour in San Francisco? If you weren't, I would say get out a rideshare immediately. Well, Sergio just Sergio just put out a video yesterday or this morning. I think he put it out late last night where he did 20 straight rides over two yeah. days, Saturday, Sunday. And with all of his math, and he said, with all due respect to the CEOs, I was at 32, 33 an active hour. So there you go. I mean, there's no frills, no thrills, just straight 20 rides. Turn the app on. Don't, don't, don't decline anything. And he made the money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> there's still money in the rideshare thing. I'm just, I'm just saying that mm-hmm. I see it as, you know, also these shakeups. I think that everybody's getting so down and out right now. I would say on the food sector, that is a little strange because one thing that comparing the two about Prop 22 in Seattle, Sergio and I both liked. I don't know how you fell on this. That the the original Seattle legislation, we always knew it would go farther, but was really just targeted at helping rideshare drivers. Literally, not like the Prop 22 way where it's like, oops, we didn't mean for this to happen. We didn't know there'd be a pandemic, but it was literally addressed with the TLC. This is for rideshare. They should have the same rights and whatever as limo and taxi drivers. That was why I think Sergio got so on board and got me on board because I was like, you know, how can you argue with that? They should have the same rights as taxi and limousine drivers. Provide, um, provided every well, I, let me. I mean, how they handle it, it, I'm not saying, but I mean, like, yeah, if there's a TLC, it should have some say in helping. As long as, yeah, as long as everybody's across the board on equal footing, meaning uh, assess fees, commercial insurance, whatever, yeah. then yeah, I could see it. I, I'm a very equal, I'm a very equal playing field guy, mm-hmm. right? And and so I see, and and like where you, I think you get ready to go with, um, uh, well, you know what, I'll let you take us there. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was actually moving into what's going on with the food now and all these food companies and Instacart and how they're handling it. They're like, what do you mean? I mean, they've known it's coming, but what do you mean we have to add $4.99 to $5 to every order? Um, you know, and there's some there's some really good, I mean, like there, I had one thing I wanted to bring it up here. So the article about this reads that, um, here, I'll put it on this screen. So <clears throat> this is talk. This is for Seattle, and it was saying how that now they have to add five dollars for um, for every for every uh, delivery they make of food. They've now passed that straight onto the customer, and they show it as a line item, whatever they call it. Seattle's crap push down our throat. I mean, they they always use these wordings too to try and make it sound just absolutely were absolutely awful. But it's mm-hmm. funny because they added look at look look at these four month differences for the same order. Um they have to pass along five dollars to the customer. They don't even they're supposed to be paying it, but they're passing it along like Prop 22 did. But they're mm-hmm. adding $10, not five. Like I, I can't believe we have to do this. But you're you're making the customer pay it and you're making an extra five. <laughs> Steve, when, when I tell you this thing goes so much, it, th- this picture is so much bigger. It's so much bigger. In my opinion, it, it's just, 
You don't want to go here. So I don't do food delivery, right? Yeah. During during the pause, I call it the pause. I don't, I don't do much don't either, remember. So Yeah, I, I call it the pause. I don't call it whatever everybody else wants to call. I call it the pause. That's my personal opinion. Um, I tried a little Instacart, and then the then and I was doing okay with that, believe it or not, until the script came out, the bots came out, and the orders were getting snatched by certain phones. And 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 that at that point, I'm like, nah, I don't need this. I don't need this in my life. I don't need it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Seattle is the unicorn for rideshare drivers. How it how it passed over into delivery, I'll never understand. Because, it, and and we see it coming back now. Originally, when you and I were young, we were just talking about we're in the same age group. Mm -hmm. So when you and I were young and and Domino's came out, man, bro, we 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 worked off tips. That's oh, how yeah. we got paid. If you delivered yeah. pizza, you worked off tips. And then we then they tried to make twenty minutes or under, or else you were getting, <laughs> or else you were getting screwed, right? <laughs> and um, unless you got the phone call, hey, show up at 33 minutes, I give you the full thing. Okay, buddy, you got it. You know, but that's, I digress. Um, and and now we looked at it where okay, now it's an app-based program and it's corporate, and you know, we gotta we go public, we gotta make so much money, blah 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 blah. But are they not just now with their base fares and everything on delivery? Is it not just coming right back to a tip-based payout? Because there is no standard. There's mm -hmm. no, hey, you're going to get, you know, X amount of miles per minute, per per mile, whatever. Same thing in rideshare. I, and I think rideshare is going to try to go to that same route uh, of a tip-based app, app payout system. And well, I know Seattle, I just cut through a lot of stuff, but... Seattle already, all of them, you Uber, Uber Eats first, but DoorDash and Instacart today, they've all moved, like New York did, they've all moved tipping only to only after delivery. It's funny okay. that they do these in only the legislation states. Because if yeah. they were really if they were really serious about this like listen, we want people to tip you on the service, blah blah and there's some wording about tip baiting. I'm like you guys are beating around the bush here because why is it only in New York and Washington then? I feel like right. any state you legislate, you, you guys are going to say that. If you really meant it, you do it across the board in every state. Mhm. Mm because, well, I, but I think that you know as a rideshare driver, and so do I. I used to have a little trick about catching people. In fact, that would you know, especially in the 2015, 16 era, when people, I can tip you through the app, right? Dude, I was the I was the worst because I'd be like, dude, I probably did this at least a hundred, maybe hundred plus times. Literally, I'd say, I said, I've been told that, but can you show me how you do it? Because I, I, people ask me all the time, <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I know they could go back in and take it out, but I would make them show me on their phone. Show, show you the tip. Yeah, that they're tipping it. Yeah, I, I, I got. I, I mean, mm. I, if some of you guys are thinking, "What a jerk, man!" He should, he's like begging. No, I'm not begging that tip. I just, and I know that some of the people honestly sure. probably meant to tip me, but I know how it goes. People get out of the car, they put the phone in the pocket. They might well, not happen. use Uber again for three days, and then at that point, even if they know, it still happens today. Yeah. Yeah, it still happens today. How how many times do I open up the app and I'm like, okay, where'd this tip come from? I just had one the uh yesterday popped up. It's a twenty dollar tip. I'm like twenty dollar tip. I, okay, and I go back and I look, and it's from like three weeks ago because that's the last time they used the app. Yeah. So yeah, I I agree. There was yeah. I'm 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 not gonna say I'm not guilty of. Hey, can you show me how it's done? Because I've never seen it done before. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. No, no, I'm not. I, I mean, I'll I'll always do things that help, but. I, I need, I, I, speaking of food stuff, since neither of us do it, 
I've said this to other people and some people, I think they hear me or they say, yeah, that could be it. Let's look into that more. Some people have really embraced it. Um, a lot of people have questioned it. Like, dude, I don't think that's the answer. I've said that for food delivery, take away the base pay completely. Okay. Remove it. If, if we're independent contractors, because okay. if we're independent contractors, remove the base pay, be transparent on what you show. They're already getting close to that anyway. Just be transparent have no acceptance rating and have no base pay. And then you, therefore, literally they all, most legislation would drop. I've even talked to lawmakers who said the same thing because at that point you are a true independent contractor. So if they drop the base pay, people are wondering, well, then how do you get paid or how does this work? So, okay. So the person orders, the app says you've ordered this food from this location. Here's the service fee. Here's the here's our fees processing. Here's the total. And then it takes you to a final screen. And instead of calling it a tip, just say um, bidding on your delivery. And have mm. there be, do you want it in 20 to 40 minutes? It's this much. 15 to 20 minutes? It's this much. Once they select, it goes into the pool. See, I that's kind of like InDrive that like InDrive for rideshare down here that's in in Southeast Florida. Mm -hmm. Like, and anybody who's doing InDrive, well, some people I know that's doing InDrive. Pe some people like it, some people hate it. It's like anything. But aren't but don't they set their own prices? Well, they give you it's still a bid. It's still a bid because the price can go up or down. Like the rider can increase or decrease, and the driver can increase or decrease. So it's a negotiation. On what that rider is going to pay and what that driver is going to get paid. Yeah, I was and saying I, I, more use the metrics like this would that this would actually require these companies to actually use some of the algorithm for good <laughs> because they would have to say like the average price even for the longest time order. So the average right now on a Friday night at seven is this and then it could say to get it faster here's some options that are more money but the average would still come out to what should be good pay i mean if you could if you could god how do i say this if you could trust the apps I to know. provide to provide honest data then i would say yeah it'd be worth a shot but i'm still in the belief of a i mean if a guy's if a guy if a driver's going out to work today mm-hmm I believe the driver, regardless of what he's driving, delivery uh, people, whatever, there should be a, you got to have a standard. You got to have a standard set price. The per minute per mile works. The If it's going to be a 60-40 split, 70-30 split, whatever that split's going to be, it, it needs to be that because drivers don't have any incentive. Think about this, Steve. As long drivers as we're all right, seeing the same receipts, as long as there's some but, kind of but drivers don't have the incentive anymore to go above and beyond. No, because it is strictly, and I don't know. In what fact, you're better is. off not doing any of the things we used to do, chasing surges, all the, you're better off just staying where you are and coming up with strategy, keeping short. Trip. What, 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 why, why should a driver stop after every ride to make sure that their backseat is clean, to make sure that their carpet is clean or a $2 fricking ride? I've I've talked about that was one of the main I mean the pandemic did it too but slightly before the pandemic how I was much, starting to Okay to do, how much are the delivery bags the the delivery warmer bags that you buy online what do they run 25 35 bucks 
Mm. I have no idea. The the little crappy ones, I don't know. I have a couple of DoorDash and a Grubba, but I have the big catering bags that I've bought because I do those for pair of work. Okay. So, um, if, those, if they're going those can be to... 20, 25 bucks. Okay. So let's just say it's $20 for a bag, a delivery bag. Mm-hmm. And they want you to, when you go to pick up the catering order and, or, or the delivery order, whatever it is, now you got to take the bag, put the food in the bag, secure it, get you where you got to go, carry the bag, undo it. Why are you going to do that for a dollar? Well, what, that's what? that's why I don't do food delivery. I'll do catering. I think catering and food are two different things. My Right. I understand it. But my point is, I, let me phrase it this way. Why would you go the extra mile if they're going to keep chopping you off at the ankles and then chopping you off at the knees? The, the that's player, why I like yeah. companies like Delivered, like forget the LOP and a DoorDash. I like like a Delivered or a pair of works that says like Delivered says, here's the order to- total. Right. $3,500. You're going to be paid 300 because if you guys understand, thirty-five hundred dollars is a lot of food. It could be a decent oh. amount of work. Yeah. So well, I, I've seen it with I've seen it with Eddie, and I've seen it with UDM, and a couple of other couple of other uh, uh, catering order drivers out there. And I can see that man, if you're if you're getting the orders, if you're on their rotation, um, man, you can make some damn good money doing that. You're going to work for it, but you can make some damn good. It's a fair trade off, I yep. guess, is the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before that, you know, DoorDash, honestly, why, why do you think that last year alone, like 15 catering companies came up more than food companies because catering is a different space than food. And yet just like Uber does with everything, catering DoorDash thought we'll do catering <laughs> with the LOP. It's like, no, because I mean, like I know people straight up who got, who are like, dude, I had this catering order. Or I walked in, I was I was assigned it, but it was too late, and it had been somebody else that didn't show. So I they just gave me all the food. I mean, I know people who talk to DoorDash and like are having an event catered, like a graduation, let's say party, and mm-hmm. somehow it just doesn't show up, and that's like acceptable behavior on the part of DoorDash. So yeah, of course, catering apps popped up because they're like, dude, this mm-hmm. isn't just McDonald's going to a house. This is actually a lot of right. money. This is 20, 30 tins uh, with the with the little gel one. I forget what they call them. The little yeah. uh, 13 uh, uh, serving cups or. Yeah, thermo cups, all of that stuff. You know, <laughs> the stuff we used to eat, the stuff we used to eat from when we were on lunch doing those jobs way back in the day when they would cater to us. Yeah, I mean, see a need, fill a need, right? Big Weld uh, from Robots. See, you see a need, fill a need, and that's what delivered. I like what Curry has going on, right? You, you guys with Curry, Curry and. Right, you guys, I, but it's legitimate. Yeah, and, and and that's where your DoorDashes, your Uber Eats, your 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 Uber and Lyft. That's where they got lost with their race to the bottom and trying to squeeze both sides of the transaction. And then you got companies like you said, delivered that are that are doing drivers right. Question there is, how long does that last? And then to go back to your original point, what happens now with politicians now getting involved because? I'm sorry, this might not be popular with people. I don't put not one iota of faith in any politician from either side, especially with our plight, because both sides have had opportunity to make a difference for rideshare, to make a difference for gig workers, and neither side has come through. And understand people like I know I've, I, you know, sometimes again, 316 episodes of course, of course, I've probably mentioned things before, but. Um, recognize that these companies are all these gig app companies are in bed with both sides of the 
political mm-hmm. landscape. So it's like when they're battling them, I'm like, dude, wait, what happened to all the free rides and the free? We're going to give you guys all these rides to vaccinations and voting and this and that mm-hmm. and senior care. And people, I remember like in the 2017, 18 era, when people didn't want to pay for uh, um, ambulances. So they decided right. Uber drivers were just as good. No, we're not trained ambulance. We're not paramedics, people. We're not. <laughs> we're not. There's, there was a, a, fr- a friend of mine down here. Oh, a friend of mine down here. Uh, he he kind of got away from Uber and Lyft, and he, he was going to work for the county, Dade County down here, as a medical transport. Right? And so and he was one of us. He was a driver, you know? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go for them. And the amount of classes that he had to go through. Steve, it was like a month full of classes, Monday through Friday, eight hours a day, just to become a medical transport. And then when he got there, he's like, Jesus Christ, I just did all this for a month and, and, and it's going to pay me $13 an hour. The hell, I'd yeah. rather go by and drive, drive Uber and Lyft again. Yeah. It, it, amazing. 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 Yeah. Well, so the let's let's finish off with this final subject then because we're kind of already on it, which is this is about that federal leg- legislation. I've done a lot of things on it already, but this came out today. I found it a little interesting. Um, it's uh, have a side gig. It's about to change. Here's what you need to know. Because I took something away from this article that I, I've actually, I don't know. Have you ever had a, um, a salary position? Uh, yeah, I've had a salary position. Steve, give me one second. Give me one second. I'm going to okay, mute this mic real quick. Okay, so while he is doing that, I will start to tell you guys. So the side gig economy has helped millions of Americans make ends meet by assisting cash-strapped workers bring in extra money. Um, So, you know, according to routers, the Biden administration could soon unveil a rule that makes independent contractor nearly impossible. They did that last week. However, in Mm -hmm. recent years, many states' legislators have clamped down to challenge the classification of gig workers, contractors, freelancers, essentially attempting to reclassify them as employers or workers who may be eligible for some benefits that employees would typically have. So one of the things that's mentioned here, I'm, I'm trying to find exactly where it says it, is that the, oh, the Biden administration hopes to uh, um, that some states approach to reclassify workers into a more broad sweeping rule. The effects could be far reaching in the U.S. Department of Labor. Uh, For some contract and gig workers, it may mean increased job security, access to benefits. However, other workers face less job uh, security. This really, the whole story here goes on to before it gets into the six prong test. And it mentions something that I don't like because it said, basically said, like, why does everybody have to be a gig worker? Why aren't there more people seeking salary positions? I want to know something. Why isn't why aren't the why isn't salary position going to have to go under this six prong test? Because I've had a salary job. They don't work you 40 hours. Nope. It's always more. And they don't pay you for overtime. Never do. Right. So like what? Okay. (laughs) I mean, um, so my thing is, okay, okay. Like it's one thing if you're an hourly employee, but why wouldn't salary employees have to undergo the, because I was doing it with the six prongs. I was taking different careers and just like everything, it can't pass it. Well, I'll, 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 I'll start with this and I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm dead serious. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I'm going to leave it at that with that part. As far as the salary employed. Yeah. I was a salary employed, uh, a salary person. 
I was a general manager of a bowling center for a while. And uh, the idea was 48 hours a week, right? That was that's how it was presented. The money was decent. It wasn't great. It was decent, $720 a week plus a package. I wound up working 70, 80 hours a week, right? Yeah. I, I, I truly believe that's when my hair really started to go. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and, and when you sit back and you think about all the responsibility and the amount of just, just the amount of time you got to put into that, you're constantly on call with a seller employee. You're right. It doesn't pass any test. And, and you are definitely taken advantage of for the sake of, follow me here, for the sake of that guaranteed salary. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or in our case, for the guaranteed flexibility to work when you want, how you want, wherever you want. The parallels might be different, but they're in some ways they're the same. I don't think there's a real job out there that passes any of this that they want us to pass, if that makes sense. No. The AB5 rule, the six-prong test that they want to, or the six-prong uh, bullet points that they want to do now. Instead of just fixing the problems, they find more ways to create more problems because they can get more money out of not having the solution. Because some of these problems are unsolvable. They weren't there. They didn't exist before. Now they exist. Well, the, I mean, the, the B prong on the ABC test is is apparent twice in the six prong test. And the B prong is the one that says you can't engage in work for a company where that's their work. <laughs> so basically, if you're a rideshare driver, you can't do any work for rideshare companies. Yeah. So here's my thing. If you're a salaried accountant for an accountant accounting firm, okay, can you work for them? <laughs> I'm just saying I haven't seen anybody say this. I had literally just saw this article today and I was like, wait a minute, why haven't we even, even thought of this? Maybe somebody has, maybe somebody's dissected this. I haven't heard it. But I feel like, comes- you know, like if it's it's one thing, if it's it's monetary based on your hours, I don't necessarily even agree with any changes or whatever's going on. That's not what I'm saying. But once you create a rule like this, you're saying that people are being abused for their time. Well, Vinny just pointed out when he worked for that, he was a, he was abused for his time. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So yeah. if you're At really, if the, fair, if the FLSA really wants to battle for that and say, no, we're here to help. Well then prove it. Prove if they it wanted to solve the problem, yeah, but Steve, if they wanted to solve the problems, they would solve the problems. If they wanted to solve the issues, they would. There, there's, I, I hate to be that guy, but there's, there's too much money involved going to too few people. And as long as they can keep the rest of us in chaos, that money keeps flowing. But once yeah. you solve a problem, you cut the flow of money. I, I, I don't know how else to, that's how I feel about it. And that's why I kind of say, and I've said it. Many times, whether it's been in videos, on the live streams, when it comes to the politics of it, I don't want no part of it. <laughs> you know, I, just I, don't I deal with it every not day. Trying to solve, and I, don't, yeah. I don't even want a part of it either, but I'm like addicted. No, they're not that. trying to solve <laughs> problems. They're, they're not. The original Uber concept worked. Right. And I've said that a hundred times. Worked. You can't. Right. And, you, and to make it employer franchise, I heard a couple people talking about franchise um, like it was like it was some new thing. I've been talking about it for years and how it won't right. work. And now they're they're talking about like, hey, I've heard about this friend. I'm like, dude, don't go down that hole because that doesn't 
that's the same as employee. No, nobody's going to buy a franchise of a bunch of rideshare drivers. No, as no, you got to be out your mind, right? Because yeah, I mean, they're going to come mind. and go like convicts, dude. Yeah, and here's another thing. Here's another unpopular opinion. Even if you bring the Seattle rates, and I'm talking across the board, gig workers across the board. Even if you bring that Seattle rate across the country, Steve, what's going to happen in 18 months? Those that's same guys are going to be like, oh, most, we need more the, money. That's the most you can earn. Yeah, but they're going Just to what, in 18 ceiling, months. Boom. Yeah. But then they're going to, in 18 months, they're going to want more money. Right. It always happens. Yeah. It never changes. It, it's a vicious cycle of, you know, uh, employee company, company, employee, employee, company. No one is ever truly satisfied. There's only the there's only one earn. state. And before we get out of here, I'll challenge you. I'll even, I'll even challenge you to look it up, uh, Vinny, is that in May last year, um, only one state, one state pitched the same state, the same pitch that all these states are pitching. We need to treat gig workers different. They need to be employees, blah, blah, blah. But their findings were much different. They didn't come up with a per minute rate like New York or this in Seattle or... Pro Instead, they threw away everything except for uh, portable benefits. They're the only state to do it. That's the only thing they cared about. It's Utah. It's Utah Senate Bill 233. And if you guys look that up, all it is is portable benefits for gig workers, which to me sounds pretty damn good. Like have these companies match some money. Because look, none of us are planning. Look, I mean, like some of us are. But none of us know what to expect from the future of the economy. And we're not getting unemployment. We're not getting health. Like, we're not building anything in that way. Portable benefits help that. So if, like, there's a way to really start initiating those, I think that's the biggest win. If, if, um, or could I, I'd have to go look it up. I'll have to go look it up. You said it was Utah's. Uh, yeah, but they were pushing for all the other same crap, too. And then the, and, you know, you, you expect the jump. Ah. But somehow they came out with, no, you know what? The only thing we see that makes sense is portable benefits. <laughs> you gotta Anything let you gotta let companies be free. I mean, I mean, I think they really want to build on the transparency still, but I think they kind of bought on the uh, idea, like with rideshare, that upfront pricing is the solution and it solved everything. If 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 legislators forced these apps to be one hundred percent transparent, let's just start with that. Mm -hmm. Just to be 100% transparent, what the rider's paying, what the driver's getting paid, what the client paid for their food, what the driver got paid for delivery, just transparent across the board. I think half our problems go away. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. Because then at least you have something factual to build a base rate, uh, a standard off of. Whenever, in my opinion, if you don't have a standard, then you have chaos and you have what we have now. You got disgruntled yeah. drivers. You got some drivers that can go out here and make a, a good amount of money. You got other drivers that ain't got a clue. Yeah. You got a turnover rate of 70 to 80% every 90 days. And as long as that turnover rate still, nobody wants to hang around and keep doing ride share if they're going to keep getting uh, the short end of the stick. I was going to say something else, but I keep it, I keep it church friendly today because I know Tony's going to watch. Okay. <laughs> and, and so Tony's my guy, shout out driven dead. Um, you know, it, until we have a standard, Steve, yeah. across any of these or transparency across any of these, I think we're going to be having the same conversation a year from now. Well, the only the only difference now, though, is that, you know, I don't look, I'm not trying to as we walk out here, I'm not trying to be political, but I'll just leave it in your head. 
I don't see the current administration being reelected. So I think this is mm -hmm. a big, this is a no, huge, not at all. this is a huge push for what his, again, what his life has been. So I'm not agreeing right. with it. Cause I, I'm from Michigan. My family's a lot, of, most are from Detroit. We dealt with unions back in the day when there were some good things to say. And maybe there's still, I know there's still some out there that are good, but most face a lot of, uh, like just like corporations just have a lot of scum in it and it's you know mm -hmm. and it does rob the workers of more money the gig economy is no place for this um though i i don't i see it as look w2 or not w2 that we just have to even if it's not a hybrid definition in the middle there just needs to be a whole redo of how we look at employment in this country <laughs> i mean if you guys want to take it to that level that really is where we're at because we're trying I, to keep I, up with I technology we have a right. we have a federal uh, minimum wage of seven twenty five, and yes, nine well, states still have seven twenty five as the minimum wage. But if you go to those states, most likely you'll be hired at ten plus anywhere. Right, right. I I, I don't mind getting political. I know your your audience might not like it, but look no, at California. They do. They know look at look <laughs> at California. They just went they just went to a a, a state mandated what twenty dollars an hour. I don't I don't even know. Seattle's went, is at 1987. All right. California fast food workers, state mandated $20 an hour, I think it was. I think that's the number, $20 an hour. All the Domino's and Papa John's drivers, two big franchises, I think it was Domino's, two big franchise owners of all these Domino's are now firing those drivers of because course. they fall under that $20 an hour rule. Yep. So you can stand and beat your chest all you want on a minimum wage. But what happens every time that minimum wage is achieved, a whole lot of workers get kicked to the curb. whole yeah. lot of workers now become unemployed. And they got to go somewhere. And the easiest place to go, Steve, is you know it, it's right here. Yeah. It's the easiest place to go. I mean, New York's already, everybody thought New York was going to be so great. I know that you remember when it happened to Rideshare when they did that same oh, yeah. crap. But now mm -hmm. they're doing it with this. Everybody thought it was so great coming out of the box. But now... I was talking to Holly Camp last week, and so she was saying, well, how, wait, how are 20% laid off? I'm like, they're not laid off, but because of the block system, 20% of the DoorDashers who were at least getting something before now can't get anything because by the time the blocks get there, there's none. Right. 100%. I mean, so Progress they, it's, is it's almost like getting fired, and you can't be fired, but it's almost like getting fired because literally it's not going to change the next week or the next week either. You're not going to ever get that chance to get whatever they're looking for in their metrics to get you back in play to grab those blocks. Yep. And and so I'll go you I'll go one out, more. you're done. <laughs> That's it. And I'll go one more thing for you. When we talk about pricing, right? A lot of drivers and and delivery or rideshare or otherwise, I was like, well, the rider or the 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 client paid this. I'm going to refer to him as the client cuz it could be either work. They paid this and I'm only getting this. You do realize the market dictates your pricing. Yeah. You know, drivers, they, they've got this, they've got this, and God, it's unpopular, but it's true. They've got this idea of what they're worth mm -hmm. based on some fantastical number that some gig tuber popped up somewhere. And, they, you know, they, as, as my friend would say, and I know he won't watch this, so I'm going to say it anyway. You know, he drives a, he drives a QX60, but he wants Escalade prices. Y you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of that. And so, again, until... Drivers got to be honest with what the market's worth, whether it's a Big Mac delivery, whether it's a Curry last mile delivery, whether it's a, a Lux Black 
ride, whatever. You got to be honest with yourself. What is this job really worth? And then once you figure that out, then you got to say, well, what is the market paying? Yeah. Because what I get paid in Fort Lauderdale or in Miami for a ride, for an X ride, is not going to be the same as what we get in Des Moines, Iowa today when they're going to the polls to figure out who they want to be their nominee for the party. So exactly. there's a there's a lot of accountability, but it goes back to what you were saying, Steve. The structure of employment, the structure of what an employee is on a national level, on a national scale, has to be redefined. Yeah, because this ebb and flow, like you know, right? This administration didn't do a lot. They claim to do a lot for labor. They haven't done a lot for labor. They haven't done squat for labor. And then the next administration pulls it back the other way. And then the next administration pulls it back. So we go left, right, left, right, right. We get this big wave, this big flow of tide. Yeah. But who's the ones getting paid in the middle, Steve, the whole time? Who's getting paid in the middle the whole time? The same goddamn politicians that are pulling us <laughs> left to right, left to right. Yeah. This is why I don't deal with politics. I get pissed off with politics because there's only yep. two presidents. There's only two presidents. You're old enough to realize it. There's only two presidents where everybody across the board, diversity levels, economic levels, there's only two presidents that everybody got paid. Do you know who they are? Um, Donald J. Trump and William yep. Clinton. That's it. Yeah. A Democrat and a Republican, everybody got paid. It didn't matter. Didn't matter your skin tone. Didn't matter your background. Nobody cared. Everybody got paid. Well, Every most other people voting don't look into, hey, where does he stand with employment? Honestly, exactly. I'm just being honest. You know, you're just like, I just vote Democrat or I just vote Republican. People doesn't do that still. I mean, I'm independent registered. It, it has a downside. That only downside is I can't vote in the primaries. I used to right. not care. I do care now. I think that's pretty pathetic. I should be able to. Because to me, to be a registered Democrat or Republican, why should they have those kind of stats? It's a, it's, it's. We're gonna go vote. I agree. Don't worry, about it. Don't worry what I am registered uh, with. I, I'm with you. Um, after the last, uh, <laughs> after the last presidential election, um, I became uh, a non-party affiliated voter in the state of Florida. So mm -hmm. they, they actually have that, and it's on the voters' reg. Says no party affiliation. Yep. As opposed to. The independent party. How do, Steve, explain that to me, brother. How can you be part of an independent party but be an independent? If you're part well, of a party, then you're not an independent. Right. I think that they think of people. I think they think of the now that they have the no party affiliation in some states. I think that they think of independent as like the uh, purgatory to get there. Like, <laughs> I think I'm jumping ship from the left. I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to go to independent for a while. And then like, okay, I'm ready. I'm not with any group. They just want yeah, those kind I, of stats. Like, where do you fall? And they, I think brother, they think of independent voters as somebody who just fell off the boat from one side or the other. And they're the more attainable ones to the parties. <laughs> I, I tell you this. Once I went no party affiliation, my mailbox has never had so much goddamn junk mail from both side, both parties. Yeah. I get yeah. it from both ends now. It's like, Jesus Christ, the whole idea was to get away from these people. It's like uh, Godfather 3, right? Uh, Michael Corleone. The more I try to get away, the more they suck me back in. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's like, yeah. I used to say before, I used to say back in the day, I know we don't get them anymore. I don't know who still does or whatnot. I think you have to special order them or something. But I used to say when, I remember when we were fighting, you know, we're always fighting about don't chop down all the trees. But every time the phone books came out, I was mm -hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you just put a tree on everybody's doorstep. 
on everybody's doorstep. <laughs> Jesus. So, Vinny, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, we're going to get yeah, out I hope of here. I didn't you bore you. Check out Vinny Coos. Um, his link will be in the show notes. And uh, um, thanks, Vinny, for joining. Um, you all be safe, earn smart, and we'll see you back here next week. Peace out. Appreciate you, Steve. She was just a baby. Hey, no baby.